are listening to Legacy Moments, where we have authentic conversations about life, business, and so much more to transform your mind, body, and soul. I am Dr. Patrice Berry, and I am joined by my co-host and mom, Johnny Lloyd. Together, we combine my years of psychological training with her years of business and leadership experience to add value to your day. I am so excited for today's topic. We are covering mental health. So mental health is a broad topic, and I always like to start with the fact that we all have mental health. So there's mental health and there's mental illness. So mental health is just our mental wellness, how we're doing emotionally, physically, spiritually, like our total wellness. And um, because and I add physical in there because physical wellness can impact your mental wellness. I recently was diagnosed with um, with anemia and that has an impact on your emotions and feeling tired and can even cause some chest pains and things. And so making sure that your physical body is healthy can also help your mental wellness as well. And then mental illness is, that's a whole other topic that we're not really going to get in today, but I just like to start out with, because some people think mental health, oh, I don't have significant depression or anxiety right now, so this topic doesn't relate to me, but it really relates to all of us. And specifically, we wanted to talk about how to handle things when you're in a difficult place. Wow. So I'm going to dive right in the deep end, okay? So I'm going to connect mental health to financial health. Do you know your financial well-being is connected to your mental well-being? Because you can get triggered or things come up and you're managing them through the spending or the things that you do with your resources, right? So I'm going to use me as an example. I love crafting. If you don't haven't watched my (laughs) my TikTok channel, I love crafting and I really have dove deep into card making. So the card making is connected to thoughts and ideas and creativity. However, I was making, before I knew it, I had taken over parts of my house that I didn't even realize I'd taken over. I took over the upstairs. I took over this huge space. I took over two areas in the basement. And one day someone came in, my grandson came in and he was going to eat something. I had taken over the whole table, y'all, the whole table. He says, where am I going to eat it at? Because he's just like somebody I know. And so it was like, uh, where is it? And then I thought, oh my gosh, I've taken over this whole space. So my point for saying that is I didn't know that I was of using card making or using this as a distraction to keep me from doing other things that are really needed to accomplish. So that, even though it was a good thing, having fun with making cards, I was spending some serious money <laughs> getting the stuff to do it. I had duplicated things that I already had because I wasn't aware and I wasn't... Um, Because there's a difference in being aware of something and be wearing of something. So I was aware that I was spending the money, but I wasn't I wasn't uh, really cognizant of the fact that I had all this stuff already duplicated in the basement. But my point for saying that is that 
sometimes when we are in a place, our physical body lets us know because financial can lead to stress, can lead to other things that's happening to our physical body. Then if you're not doing well in mental health area, then that will have an impact on your financial. If your physical body is impacted, then your financial is impacted too. So I just want to encourage you that wherever you are, find some self-awareness. Identify where you are right now in this moment, whether it's in a a deep place, uh, whether it's in a positive place and you're really happy, and find out the things that you enjoy to actually lift yourself just one step. You may not be able to dive out by yourself, but maybe just take one step toward another level of joy in your life. And don't let other people define joy for you. You hear me? Don't let social media define joy. Don't let another human being define joy for you. You define joy at this moment, in this time, in this space, because sometimes joy is just breathing. Breathing deeply and being aware of where you are. Sometimes joy is getting uh, a piece of ice cream. (laughs) So you find your joys in your space. And I'm going to go back to Patrice and come back because there's some other stuff. And we've talked before about self-compassion. So when you are in a dark space, when you are really struggling, because what I heard with with what my mom said was, first you have to acknowledge, okay, this is where I am. Wait a minute. I have a lot going on and this is causing some extra stress. I'm not doing the things I need to do. A little bit of distraction is good. And so a little bit, a little bit of, but anything I do all the time or anything that I'm doing in excess, Mm -hmm. I have to be careful about, is this leading me closer to my goals or is it keeping me from where I'm saying I really want to go? And there are times, there are periods in life where maybe I'm not going for my own peace. I'm going to go to bed and there might be a few dishes in, in, in the sink. I'm going to prioritize sleep and rest and not because often we say, OK, once I do all these things, then I'm going to rest. Once I do all of this, then I'm going to do that. And um, it really, it ends up dragging you down. And, um, and then if I'm thinking I should, and I know that I've mentioned that before, but I want to say it again, the shoulds, I, tur- I try to turn my shoulds into I want to. And so instead of saying, I should have gotten this done, or I should have done this, or I should have done that, saying, I want to do this. These are some things that I want to get done because I'm coming at it from a very different place, from a place of possibility. Because should is in the past. Should is what I didn't do. And I can't, and I can't change that. And so actively practicing being in the moment, I think can be incredibly helpful. And the thing about should is that it's for me, at least, it makes me judge myself. It brings blame and it almost, for me at least, it, it rises an element of shame. Like you should have, you know. So I started dealing with the word could, not I could have. I stayed in bed for two hours normal than I, than I normally do. So now 
I could have gotten up early. And then I laugh at myself. I said, but you didn't. So let's go. <laughs> You're right. So you kind of take control of the moment instead of looking at it. And so let's talk about, because uh, you do a lot of things in clarity uh, with crisis. And so sometimes in our mental health, we're in a place of chaos or crisis. Some of the things, and that may look like a, and can be a very dark place, right? So what are some of the things that we can do uh, to kind of help ourselves in that space uh, when we're there? One of the biggest things I say, the place I say to start is to find some peace. And it's peace in that moment, which is hard. Because if things are falling apart around me, wait a minute. So first, safety. <laughs> so, if, so if I'm not currently safe, <laughs> I just need to get through this crisis and get safe. And then once I'm in an okay place, being able to focus on what I do have control over. And so instead of looking at, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. And because of this, I can't do that. Being able to look at, okay, these are the things that I can do. Here are some options that I do have. And um, something that I practice is re reframing. And so instead of saying, I, I can't do this stuff, or um, I'm stuck or I'm limited in some way, being able to reframe it and say, right now it's my choice to not do these things because I'm prioritizing this, this other thing. And so instead of, because um, often people feel like they're missing out. Mm. And I do think also being aware of if social media, so for me, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram is the one that can, that can trigger FOMO for me where it's like, oh, I want to, I want to be on a beach somewhere. I want to, oh, look, look at their house. Look at that kitchen. Uh, for some reason, the algorithm over there sends me a lot of hair videos <laughs> that I then watch, which then makes the algorithm send me more hair videos, which, which I enjoy. Um, but being able to say, okay, what am I doing? Is, is this current activity? Is this giving me peace? Because sometimes we can get stuck in habit and it's like, I always do this thing. So something that I've adjusted in the evening. So I used to spend about three hours at night just watching TV and scrolling online. Like it would just be playing. I have some games that I like to play on, on my phone. And it would be about at least two, maybe three hours of just doing that. Well, um, in the last month or so, I've added an evening workout, which has improved, improved my sleep. Um, so for some people, they need to work out in the morning. For me, working out before I go to bed, that actually helps release a lot of my stress and anxiety and things from, from the day. Um, because as, as a therapist, I might not think I'm taking on energy. I might not be consciously carrying things, but my body is like, ooh, ooh, we've been, we had seven sessions today and you're all like, you're okay, but mm, nope, like, like you need to, to release some of this. And so those are, those are some things that, 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 that I'm doing. So the thing that I love what she's saying for me, what I get an um, idea picture of, because I'm a very picture person, I'm a very, I'm a creative, right? So what I saw was almost, what are you doing to take a shower? Not a bath, but to just literally cleanse the outside to let the water run 
from the top of your head to the sole of your feet and go down the drain. So what is it that you're carrying that you don't need to carry? And that you have to figure out something else to help you settle, whether it be anxiety, whether it be fear, whether it be pain, uh, psychological, emotional, financial, whatever it is, right? What can you do in this moment? So I'm going to give you a business tip right now. If your business is in a place where it is in crisis, you know it's in crisis. <laughs> you don't need anybody to tell you, you know it's in crisis. Then what you need to do is the same thing you do to your body, is assess or get someone outside of you. Remember, Patrice said she went to a doctor. A doctor told her that she was anemic. Sometimes we can't tell ourselves because we don't have the medical know-how of what to do. We know something is happening. We know that we're not our best self, whatever that is for you. So go get help to have someone help you assess it so that you can look at it so you can start making decisions in the moment that will help you toward the goals that you want in your life. <clears throat> and so what I'm going to tell you is that every step matters, but most people want to wait until they can take a step. I'm going to take it every inch matters. Even if you can't lift your foot right now, just scooting matters, right? And in so many ways, we will allow children, when they fall, we don't say, oh, you fell. You're never going to be able to walk. We don't tell the child that. <laughs> we say, oh, here, let me help you. That's what you do to yourself. Actually help yourself and get help in a place and give yourself grace. Patrice talked about that, about being compassionate. The person that most people have the hardest time being compassionate toward is themselves. However, that is the person you need to start with to give yourself, and I'm just not going to say compassion, I'm going to say grace. And for some people, what they do, what I encourage, because it can be really, so often we measure ourselves different. So then, then we measure other people where if I make a mistake, oh my gosh, I should have known better. But if my friend did the exact same thing, I would be like, oh no, it's not like you, okay. you, you measure it different. And so for some people, if you're really stuck, if you're really struggling, showing yourself compassion, sometimes we start with talking to yourself as though you're a friend. And so thinking about like, what if it wasn't you? What if somebody else did that exact same thing? what would you tell them? Because often people that, that struggle with that self-compassion, some of them are actually compassionate towards other people. And every now and then I run into people that are very critical of themselves and very critical of other people. And often that's rooted in somebody being very critical of them or like that, that criticalness kind of kept them safe at, at some point. And so that's where partnering with with a therapist, um, doing your own healing journey. And recently, um, and I've heard it a few different times, but I wanted to say it again, that a healing journey, it can feel like you keep going around the same thing over and over. And often therapists or people will talk about you're actually going up a staircase. And sometimes you will come down like, whoops, I fell for a second. Like sometimes you will have setbacks, but keep going 
keep moving. So, and mental health isn't something that you like conquer, like, oh, I took a class and now my mental health is perfect forever. Like, no, um, we, we're, we're emotional. Like we have emotions, um, depression, anxiety, um, those are feelings that we have, but sometimes they can get so big that it can become mental illness, which like I said, whole, whole other thing. But I like to normalize. It's okay to feel Mm -hmm. it's okay to grieve. And then if I, if I am really struggling, if I am really in a dark place, being able to partner with somebody to kind of help along the journey, Um, because a therapist doesn't give you the answers. A therapist doesn't tell you what to do. And if you have a therapist that's doing that, and if that doesn't work for you, try to find somebody else. But being able to just partner with this neutral person. So when I tell a client, I think you're doing the best you can. I don't know them. Like, I'm not, I'm not a friend. I'm not family. I'm this neutral person. And hearing what you need to hear from a neutral person, I can't explain the freedom and the validity that that can do for like, wow, especially if you're on a healing journey and you might not have other people close to you that are on the same journey. Because sometimes you'll go to someone and you'll be like, I'm really struggling. And they'll be like, yeah. And they, and you might not get what you, what you need within those, those relationships. Um, that's where I'm partnering with, with the right person. And I have links in all the places to be able to, to, to find someone in my bio on TikTok. Um, it's my Desta with the a nation.com. You click how to find a therapist and because um, it is it is a difficult process. It is not easy. <laughs> um, it is it is. Um, but even for my own life within my own journey, um, being able to have that safe place that was just for me was incredibly helpful. And I think it's it, the bigger thing for me. It wasn't just the safe place, even though that was huge, huge for me. The other thing was having a person outside of <laughs> that was saying something that um, I could explain and they could ask me questions and I um, could be authentic with them without the fact of I'm thinking they're judging me or whatever. I could be very authentic. And I'm saying that twice for a reason. When you go somewhere and you get help, that person is your advocate. And if you feel like they're not, you need to find somebody else until you find an advocate. And the reason I'm saying it like that is stop hiding information from them. Stop hiding. You're in the room for a reason. Get help by telling the whole story, even though it's your perception of the story, right? But it's your truth. (laughs) Tell them what you know, answer their questions fully because why take my car or my body to the doctor? And he says, was anything different from the last time you were here, Johnny? And I say, no, I know that I was barely able to walk into the room. My chest is hurting. You know, if all of those things were happening to me, which none of them are, (laughs) but if all of those things were happening to me, I'm not giving them information they need to help me help myself. And I also want to validate that sometimes some people have had bad experiences. And I, so I like, she's going to throw down the hammer and I'm going to like pick you up and dust you off. Yeah. And 
I don't, I'm not really bad. Well, yeah, I am. Okay. Because I think often, because I like to understand, because often there can be a reason for why it's hard to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is not easy. Often you are sharing things because within certain communities, especially communities of color, talking to people outside of your family, that's not something, wait a minute, I'm talking about family business with somebody who is outside of my family. And so I like to validate that 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 that, that can be hard. Um, and then also you can worry that you're going to be judged because even with my own therapist, there was something that I really needed to get off my chest. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be judged for it or not. And, and because it's a safe relationship, I, I expressed what I needed and everything was fine because there's a difference. So non-judgment means I'm looking at the facts and I'm not applying my own moral compass or my own, I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. So this is what this person is saying. So I only work with people that I can work with from a non-judgmental place where I'm where I'm connecting with them and I'm not and I'm not viewing them as a bad person or that there's something wrong with them. Um, I view them in the context of, oh, this person is lacking certain skills. They struggle with emotion regulation. They struggle like these are some of the areas that they're needing some help with. Um, and that's why I don't work with certain types of cases because I can't have a non-judgmental stance for a few specific things. Um, and I don't do a ton of like marriage work because marriage work is, is hard and it's, it gets, and so I, I, I do family <laughs> and then I refer out for, for, for couples work. And so knowing, so you can normally ask a therapist, what types of cases do you work with and what type of cases do you not work with? Because if a therapist is like, oh no, I do, I do everything. There's nobody I can't work with that might be that might be a red flag because i think a person should know their strengths and their their weaknesses so i know there are certain things that are outside of my scope of practice scope of practice is so you don't want to if i need foot surgery i'm going to go to a, a podiatrist you know the the the, the, the surgeon that's going to that specializes in that i don't want a pedi pediatrician <laughs> to work on my like adult <laughs> foot because um they because they're used to something different it's same thing with with finding a therapist you want to you want to find somebody that that kind of knows about your thing um and i recently took a case and um in our area it can be difficult to find a therapist and i don't specialize in exactly what that person needs and so i was honest with the family and i said hey i'm willing to do a training if while i'm getting trained and this specific type of treatment you need. If you find somebody else that has an opening and that already has this training, I will transition you over to that, to that person. Um, um, and so um, being able to just know, um, and I think it helps as a client when, when my therapist says, oh, okay, I got it wrong. <laughs> Being able, so I'm able to sometimes work out things within that therapeutic relationship that um, that I wouldn't necessarily get to and have a positive experience because you might not have that in other relationships. So I'm gonna tap into what I'm hearing, which is um, sometimes we walk into a space and we're afraid. Can I tell you that fear is real? 
fear is real, right? However, stepping into what you desire, your healing is just as real. So believing that you can be better than you are in this moment is the stepping forward. And no, sometimes you're not going to go in. I know people with financial, and you're talking about mental health. Financial health is people don't like you. They don't want to tell you how much money they make. They don't want to tell you. Their, and they definitely don't want to tell you how you really, how they really spend their money. They don't want to tell you, right? Because there is some shame, the stuff that comes with it. So I'm not here to judge them. I'm here to help them. And that's what I love about what Patrice said. Because we're here to help people in our sphere of influence, that is critical. So I would rather go to a specialist, as she talked about, than go to a generalist. So when someone financial or otherwise starts generalizing and, and just being a generalist and want everybody to be their client, there, yeah, you see how Patrice's eye, you don't see because he's on a podcast, Patrice's eyes got really big. That's that's a that's a feeling that just because I have the cap the capacity does not mean I have the capability. And I think honesty, authenticity is not just from one place, it's from both sides. Because I trust you, not because I walk in the room, not because of degrees on your, not because your prior experience, not because you used to be whatever you used to be, or you're currently whatever you are. I trust you because of the relationship that we are growing together. And that's a key for me. So when you look at your mental health, when you look at your physical health, when you look at your financial, emotional health, right? Because all of those are health and they're interrelated. This is what I would ask you to do is to number one, be aware, aware of your surroundings, aware of what's happening. Then be self-aware, that's a higher level. Be self-aware, because it's not just the room awareness of where you are, then it's how are you in that space? How are you showing up in this moment? And then when you step into that self-awareness, then get help as you need it in whichever path. Don't attack all paths at the same time. If you're financially, emotional, physical, spirit, don't attack them all at the same time. Breathe. And because you're self-aware, do one that will definitely impact the other. And I would say personally that my mental wellness has impacted every area of my life. It has helped me financially, emotionally, physically, because it, it matters. It's like a touch point that is higher than other touch points in my life because it's connected to my brain. My brain does not know the truth from a lie. So I have to teach my brain, tell my brain, talk to my brain, show my brain what I want, because when I Feed my brain. Think about your brain as food, as a as a mouth that's open, that does not know when not to eat. <laughs> just wants everything. Just wants everything, right? <laughs> it's just hungry. Yeah, give me more information. But what you feed it matters, and what you repetitively feed it goes to your subconscious mind, and it matters deeper than your conscious mind. Because those are where your habits are drawn. So what I'm encouraging you to do 
is feed your brain, not just junk food. Don't always go to, you know, the fast food store. Every night, cook some meals. <laughs> cook some meals. Feed your brain some green stuff. Feed it what you want on the other side. If you want something different than you have right now, make sure you feed your brain in a way that it can reproduce the sales, the information that you're feeding it based on what you're doing. And yes, it's going to take time. It's not something that happens in a day. I just want to be honest with you. Other people tell you anything. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen in a day. And there's going to be things that happen in your life that will, as Patrice said, you're on a spiral, you're on a staircase, right? That will say, "Uh oh, I think I just went down two rungs on this. I just think I stepped five steps back. Don't freak out. Remember, self-awareness and awareness. Okay, this is where I'm at. Breathe. I love that. Breathe. And then, okay, let me step back up here. Okay. And move forward. Patrice? So I use my breath when my survival brain tries to kick in. Because so survival brain versus our thinking brain. So my survival brain, some people call it lizard brain. That is the animalistic, very primitive part that just tries to keep us safe. Our world has evolved faster than that part of the brain. It's specific, it's called the, the amygdala. That's our fight, flight, freeze, fawn, or people please response. And what can happen is when I'm in survival brain, the only thing that matters is getting through it. And even after I'm out of the crisis, even once everything is done, my survival brain might still be turned on. Because like my mom said, it can still feel, I might still have a lot of the same emotions. I might still have, I might be thinking about what I just came out of. I might be worried about what's happening down, down, you know, down the road. This, this current crisis might've brought up some past stuff. And now I'm in this just survival space and my breath and coming into the current moment. So I actively practice mindfulness and being in the now. And there's this picture that says, is your mind full? Is your mind full of this and this and all these other things? Or are you being mindful? So in this moment, I don't need to think about the 25 case notes that I need to write. And I don't need to think about, you know, whatever. Like I am here in this moment, speaking here, and that gives me access to my thinking brain because that's where I'm able to plan. That's where I'm able to be intentional. That's where I'm able to act from a place that's not reactive. And so making sure that as you're going through life and there are certain things. So right now the news is very, very triggering. There, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in the U.S. There's a lot going on in politics, you know, all these different things. And so I probably only check the news maybe about 20 minutes, maybe. I, I dedicate a very small amount of time to just checking, okay, is there anything major that I need to know? Because I use it to check in with, with my clients, with a lot of things happening with the Supreme Court, different states passing very restrictive laws, especially for LGBTQ rights. A lot of these things impact the people that I'm working with. And so I want to be aware of them, but I can't watch the news for five hours or two hours, or I can't consume all of that. Because like my mom was talking about, what you feed 
is going to to come out. And so being able to to kind of take take a take space back. Um, and I check in with myself to say, ooh, I think I think I'm kind of think I'm think I'm kind of revved up. So I think I need to watch something funny. I don't watching something suspenseful or watching something that is, you know, talking about that that might bring up some things that I'm currently working with 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 clients. Oh, I don't I don't need I don't need to do that right now. And so being able to follow your 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 intuition, your guide if you're a spiritual person, connecting and and listening to and centering yourself in where am I? What am I what am I getting from 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 where I am from this situation? Um, every now and then you'll you'll go through something and you talking about it once you're ready, if you're ready to a few people, doesn't have to be like broadcast everywhere, but sometimes there's a lesson that other people can can learn from. Um, I've talked multiple times about a recent crisis that our family kind of came out of and me sharing about having to be compassionate with myself and how my emotions I was in survival mode and then the the moment I was walking out of the situation I was flooded like all the emotions everything came and lots of people connected with that and it it helped some people feel feel seen um but I share from my and this is just me me personally everybody does does their thing for me because of the work I do I only share from what I've already moved through because when I'm in it, I might say some stuff that I don't, I might have to delete or I don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I journal. That's, that's so, those are my private thoughts <laughs> for me, for yeah. me, like those are, those are my private thoughts when I'm, when I'm in it. Um, and then once I'm on the other side of it, then I'm speaking from my healing wound or I'm speaking from a much more centered place. That's that's how I do it. That's powerful. <laughs> I don't want y'all to miss what she said. I want you to, to remember that there's a couple really big bites. Number one, she uh, when you're in it, you are typically working to make sure that everything's okay and you're safe and all of that, right? But she said that she journals. If you do not have a journal, I don't care if you male, female, I don't care. I don't care what who you are, how much money you make. I don't care about any of that. I'm telling you, journaling will make a difference in your life. Now, I have three journals. I'm special. I have a win. Oh, you do? Okay. I have a win journal, W-I-N-S, a wins, wins. So I document wins that I've had in my life so that when my automatic negative thoughts come up and start saying something in my head, I can pull that journal on and say, oh, no, I've done this. I've done that. This. this is accomplishment. Oh, psh, who I can destroy that, right? The other journal I have is a gratitude journal. Just a journal that I post something in every day. I usually try to do it every day. I haven't been so good lately. But I have a gratitude journal that I post things in, and it's just from a place of gratitude. What am I thankful for? It doesn't have to be uh, things, natural things. It can be people. It can be a smile or a laugh. It can be anything. What are you grateful for? Nobody. And then that's fun. Then the other journal is like a thought journal. Like it can be whatever I'm thinking, my innovative, creative thoughts, but it can also be my 
thoughts you know like what the world happened <laughs> yesterday those are those are my favorite to get out and then go back and look at later because it, it's because in the moment that this situation feels like the worst ever it feels like i don't know how i'm gonna get through this like in the moment it just everything just feels so weighty and then when you get on the other side of it or you get further away from it it's further in your rear view mirror looking back at wow like you can you can kind of see wow like i was wow wow and and hopefully um it can kind of push you to keep yeah. to keep going it helps you with your resilience sometimes i don't believe we always remind or are aware of how resilient we are if i'm speaking to you right now and you came through and you you walk and talk and breathe and any of those things right breathing is very important if i'm talking to you okay so my point for saying that is this we are coming out of a pandemic that alone is a level of resilience because it was so many unknown things, right? We are still in an unknown space. So again, don't be careful picking up other people's opinion. And sometimes the media, really a lot, the media has a, um, they have a platform and that platform, they're true to it. So once they start chewing on whatever the the deal is, situation is, then they're they're almost like a cow. A cow has seven stomachs. So it chews it, then it goes, and it's almost like it goes to the next one. Then that, you know, then it digests there and it and it's almost that's what they want you to do. We weren't created like that. So be careful what you feed on. If you find yourself, remember, aware and self-aware. You find yourself in a different place than when you came in. It might be something you need to not have so much of. You don't want to just eat something because, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't taste good. Have you went to a, a place and you ate? <laughs> but you paid for it though. And you pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, you say, I paid for it. I don't care if it didn't taste good and it's not good for you. I don't care that you paid for and it. And with you're at, valued more than that. At some restaurants, if you just taste it and you're like. I'm sorry, like I can't, like I yeah. don't like it at all. Now you can't eat the whole thing and, and then like, say, "Well, I didn't like it." Uh, no, no, you can't eat half and then get halfway through and be like, "Like if you take one or two bites and you're like, mm, nope, I don't like this." Um, but uh, do you have journals on Amazon? I do have a journal on Amazon. I have a beautiful journal and on Amazon. And actually, in the next 45 days, I'm going to put two more out there. The one that I have out there now is, um, you can look up by my name. Uh, And so you'll see other books that I've done too. But the journal is a purple journal with a woman that's in, uh, she looks like she's uprooted. Uh, And she looks like a tree. She's a glitter. She has a little glitter on her. And because I'm a glitter girl. And so my point for saying that is, Sometimes when you think you're being buried in a thing that is overwhelming, actually look at it that you were planted and you can get up from that place and walk off. And that's what that journal means to me. Chanel, same. Wow. Like, wow. Like, because that is... That might be a whole episode. So we are going to be taking a little break for for the summer. 
there's some travel, my son's uh, pre-K graduation. And I was one of those parents that was like, pre-K graduation, that is so dumb. Like you, what have you done? You colored, you know, you cracked graham crackers. Like I thought pre-K graduation was so silly. Uh, he went to school today was, was picture day and he is so sharp. He has on his a little bow tie, a vest, and um, I'm treating him to ice cream after because there was some, some negotiation to get all those things on him today. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not gonna talk about it. No, no. And so, and so being able to, um, but so I am, I am, this is a milestone. Um, there's, there's a book on celebration. I think it's Diane Adler. Um, because I had purchased some of her other books, I got that, that, that book for free. And um, it just talked about, you know, a little spot of celebration. And so we're really excited, have some celebrations and things coming. Um, we will be back, um, I believe, like midsummer. Uh, we'll we'll record some. They might not drop on the actual listening podcast until closer to August. Um, but follow on YouTube, check us out on TikTok, um, and all all those other places. Um, and we will um, some of those recordings will be there if you need to hop on some of that stuff sooner. But it's going to actually drop on the podcast closer to to August. And so we hope y'all have an amazing summer and we will see you soon.